I'm really excited about. We yeah. weren't going to do this this soon, but um, I'm glad that we are. I think it's necessary. I think, like, just in the world today and people and their, their perception of the it body and everything like Definitely. that. Definitely. And I think, like, there are just so many, like you were saying, so many different factors that come mm-hmm. into play and, like, a lot of women a lot of people but a lot of women have a lot of things that they hold on to from when they're young um especially as like someone who's in their 20s or even 30s and like trying to unpack those things right right. um and i think that's really important to like check in with yourself and like talk to yourself about how you feel and about yourself and about your body and like but not necessarily with other people's influences on you no just you personally what do you like about your body what don't you like about your body and why don't you like those things right yeah so i think that's the important thing yeah should we just jump right into it i think we should just jump straight into it i think we should we should start with your personal experience on the topic all right well i feel like i could go on forever (laughs) um but body confidence is something that is really important to me um and it's something that like i tend to preach in all of my work like no matter what sort of medium it is um so, like, you'll kind of see that present in a lot of the stuff that I do, which is, again, why I was so excited that we're doing it right. this soon. Um, <clears throat> but, like, obviously, like we were saying before, I'm Super Bitches resident fat girl. So, hey, hey, um, hey. <laughs> so that's, you know, it's not the only thing about me, but it is, like, one of the first things that people notice. And, like, you kind of can't. You can't hide what you look like. Like, right. You know what I mean? What like, I love about you and the whole, like, with that is that you're, you're definitely confident about it. It's definitely something that you're like, you know what? I know that this is my way and I love me and everything about me. Yeah, because, like, once you start to, even if you don't believe it, like, for me, it was a big fake it till you make it kind of a thing. It was right. a big, like, um, here I am. Um, regardless of if you like it or not, even if I didn't like it at the time. Like, it was... um, And so now, like, for me, now that I do like my body and, like, I've sort of gotten past the faking it bit, it's more like being more real with how I actually feel. Definitely. And and accepting the things that I still don't like about my body. Because, you know... Everybody has something that they're insecure about. Exactly. And even if you get over your one thing, you're going to find five other things. yeah. Yeah, like, because... You look at yourself every day, multiple times a day. Like, especially as women, I don't know what it is. Like, if we see something that's reflective, we're going to look at ourselves. Yeah, like, we just have to take a (laughs) moment and be like, you know? Like, I do that right now with this mic. (laughs) Yeah, her silver mic. (laughs) That is so funny. But, like, but, yeah, so I was always fat. I was always chubby. I was always overweight. And I'm really tall as well. Yeah. Um, So that, like, I was always just this sort of, like, 
big kid. Like I was like <laughs> from small, like yeah. from from like even kindergarten. Like I was always the tallest, tallest one. one. I was like chubbier. Like, but it wasn't until I was like in my early teens, like adolescent, that I like I really my weight really spiked and that was like what we were talking about last week with right. the hormones and stuff right um and that had a lot to do with it and it had a lot to do with my mental health and which is the case for a lot of young people like it all goes hand in hand and like because of how cruel kids are like i say cruel but i don't mean it lightly you know what no, i mean kids like, are fucking mean <laughs> <laughs> like no kids are real kids are real they don't know filter it doesn't right, exist they're right real. but because when you're a kid like you yeah you just hear somebody calling you fat and you know that they mean it in a negative way and course. you might have heard your parents joking about fat people or like seeing fat jokes on tv or whatever definitely on tv in the 90s yeah that was a big thing yep. growing up for me so like I knew that being fat was a bad thing yeah. as a kid. Yeah. So, like, that was always what I didn't want people to joke about or, like, make fun of me for or whatever. Just, like, anybody's big insecurity as a kid. That's how right. you feel. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the one thing. Oh, my God. Don't do that. Um, Don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, uh <laughs> And, like, there have been times when I've gone home crying because kids were so mean. And, like, you know, it's probably a real big part of why I am the way that I am today. Is the you <laughs> fucking know what? bullies. <laughs> um, like, um, but then I turned into a bully. Like, it is, it's a cycle. Oh it's what it is. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, you once would. people start making fun of you, then you're just gonna, you know. To compensate for that, you would then start bullying somebody else. Right. Or you would then try and... Um, yeah, you would bully someone else to make yourself feel better. Of course, or, like, do it before somebody's going to get at you. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, luckily for me, up until recently, like, people have liked the fact that I've used comedy in that way. Like, yeah. but now it's, like I was saying, it's sort of unpacking that and, like, realizing why, where, like, where, where does my use of from? humor comes from. And that's right. where it comes from. Like, and, you know, you figure, how many fat people do you know? And they're all fucking funny. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, they it's have to be true, and, <laughs> and, and they laugh at themselves fat. before anybody else. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's actually true. You, well, because it's like it's the biggest defense mechanism, and yeah. like people don't really realize that. And like, um, then even if you were fat and then became thin, like you might still have that really dry sort of like view on things. Yeah, because like you have to, like you have to let things roll off of you, and in doing that humor is like the easiest way. way yeah it um, is. but like i was saying like when i was a kid it was a really difficult thing for me and then growing up um in high school obviously it's trash um it's horrible uh, oh, high school is horrible always um no matter what yeah. no matter who you are yeah and then like when i went um to college in the states like then i started like meeting other people and like it became less of a big deal right. and I was able to sort of like blossom more and like I had my first partner that I really cared about and who really loved me and yeah. that was able that was allowed me to like you know come out of my shell and like feel confident, confident. in my body because up until then I never thought that anybody wanted to see me naked or yeah. wanted you know even to be intimate with me whatever like but that goes with, like, a lot of the feelings that I had about, like, self-worth and stuff. Right. Like, it all ties it in. It does. It does. Um, but, like, so after that, it was kind of, like, a thing where, well, if someone else thinks that I'm sexy, why don't 
I think that I'm sexy. Yeah. And then self-love. It's, yeah. And it sort of start, sparked this thing in me where I wanted to have a better relationship with myself. Mm-hmm. So that way someone else could have a better relationship with me. Right. And like a lot of people don't have that sort of click. Yeah. But like, I feel like for people who have hated themselves and the way that they looked for so long, that is like such an aha moment. Yeah. And like, you have to try and push your way to that. Like there's going to be so many things that are going to like bring you back from doing that and you're going to not want to do it and you're going to not, I don't know, you're going to find every single excuse to not love yourself, but you have to do it anyway because you are all you've got, period. Especially with the the way the world is now. Yeah. It's so easy not to love yourself because you feel like, oh, I don't measure up to this person or that person looks better or that blah, blah, blah. But you have to find a way to love you because, like you said, you're with you 24-7. Right. Like, you can't escape yourself. Right. And, like, I know what it feels like to want to, you know, to want to be anybody but, but you. you. Um, and that's a horrible feeling. Um, and I don't ever want to feel that way again. And I don't want anybody else to feel that way, you know, or to know. I want them to know that there are other people who have gone through that, like, whether regardless of what your reasoning is like you are not alone in that but especially when it comes to like body image and like not liking the way you look and hearing so many comments being made about the way that you look whether it comes from like your size or your color or you know your height anything like anything that's you know quote unquote abnormal um you know which that is a term all in and of itself right that that we shouldn't be using there are so many things in like the general media and you know that sort of thing that are telling us that we are not normal and we are not to be accepted and we're not beautiful and all these things which is why like i said i make sure that i make that a statement in my art like that's why i have starred in all of my films and that's why i am the face like i don't want to write for anybody else in terms of my music i want to be the face of my raps because if people can see me saying things that I say and loving myself and being confident, even if it's a little bit funny, you know what I mean? And in your face and a bit aggressive, they can see that I'm aggressively confident. I'm aggressively loving myself. So why can't you? You know what I mean? Like, why can't you do the same thing just on your own? Like, it's not to say, like, go and, you know, make music videos or whatever, (laughs) but, like, why, why can't you? Yeah, learn to love yourself. Like, there have been so many times, um, like, when I was first starting acting and stuff that like I just really thought that I was never gonna be like a lead role or anything I never thought that I was gonna be anything but like the butt of a joke right um which is why I wanted to go into comedic acting because I thought that it would just be a little bit easier for me um but then I realized that when I write my own stuff I can make the story whatever right. I want I can be you the can, lead I can be the can romantic be the lead. lead right because there are fucking people that look like me that are romantic leads in their own fucking life like I just don't on a, on a whole but I feel like we're gonna get to that in terms yeah. of the way in which the world perceives to be and what right. it actually is right. is two different things mm-hmm. yeah but that's where like my sort of like um, ambition for making things comes from it's comes from wanting to see people like myself on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gotten a little bit of feedback from the few things that I've made and other people have said that same sort of thing to me. So it makes me feel so good that even on a small scale, that message is being read. Yeah. Um, so that's super important to me. Um, and I feel like that's 
really it for me in a nutshell. Um, <laughs> sort of, I'm going to get, I'll get to this later. All right. Tap, tap so, <laughs> sorry. You hate that. Don't know why. <laughs> um, but yeah, go ahead, Paige. Um, take it away. I feel like I'm on a different level. I'm definitely on a different level because I always, I was always the skinny one. I used to be chubby as a child when I was up until the age of two, like yeah, most people. Everybody's chubby. And then you baby. stretch out a little. I'll say a little because I'm short as hell. Yeah. So I didn't stretch that much. But I also, I, I felt ill when I was about two and I lost a lot of weight. And ever since then, I've never really been able to, to gain a lot of weight. Okay. And I have a high metabolism, which doesn't help either. So growing up, obviously growing up in like a Jamaican household uh, with your parents, friends all being Jamaican and, you know, they were born in Jamaica. I was like the one word I heard the most was maga. And I hated that word because it means skinny. Like okay. it's like, but it's kind of offensive. Right. You can never say it in a nice way. Like you can be like, oh, you're so maga. Like it's it's an offensive thing. Like you're starving. Like you look like you're yeah. And that that's always what follows. It's like why don't yeah. you eat? You're so maga. And you're like, first off, my mom hated it because she was also very very skinny growing up, and she was always be like, don't call my child maga. Yeah. And I always thought of it as a dog, like you know, like a starving dog. Yeah, like a mangy dog. Yeah. yeah. And in Ugh. Jamaica, like you know, in England, cats roam free. In Jamaica, dogs roam free. Okay. So you would have your pet dog, but you would just lay it out and stuff. So you would find a lot of dogs like that. And that's where that word, I think, sort of stems from. Okay. So for me, it was just like an awful word. But like that, there's nobody to take care of you kind of a thing. Exactly. That's awful. <laughs> yeah, because I was skinny. Yeah. Uh. And then I feel like... Um, but that didn't affect me around my peers or anything like that because they were English. They, were, I mean, right. you know, so it, it was it was just at home that it would be like, oh. But in terms of growing up, I wasn't really aware of like, oh, like you're skinny or that, that person's fat or whatever because I didn't have that insecurity. Whereas mm-hmm. with you, obviously, right. being big is a big thing being a child. It's like, because yeah. it's noticeable yeah. in comparison. Mm-hmm. And so I was quite cool with my body until I turned about 13. Okay. And once you hit 13, that's like puberty and that's the world starting to, you know, tell you about yourself. But (laughs) I think what happened is because the first thing that started to grow on me was my breast. So I was a short girl, I was skinny and my breast started to grow. And everyone's like, you're so Marga, how you have breasts? And you're like... Listen. <laughs> uh, the worst thing as well, the worst thing that Tesco's around the corner from you, I remember I bumped into my god sister and she, the first thing she done was like run up, to, like she ran up to me, put her hands on my breast and lifted my top up in Tesco's. Are you I kidding was me? like mortified. I was what? like, yo, don't touch me. Sexual harassment, <laughs> like in public. Don't do that. We'll talk about that on a later date. Right, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. But that was, it was like the first thing that came through that, you know, when my body started to develop was my breast. And then they stopped. I didn't, you know, I got like little bitty, itty bitty. I don't think so though, Paige. No, I was like, part you of that. You got pretty big tits. Like you're small, you know and, what and I mean? It's the only reason why it seems big is because I'm small, but I feel like I'm a part of the itty bitty community. I can't get those. No, I am. I, no, I can't. <laughs> get that little cleavage line <laughs> like i have oh, to do little geez. techniques to get it going <laughs> but um so that was the first time that i started to realize oh okay boobs are coming through you're starting to develop 
it's all right. Like your body's not too bad. And like I said, I started at about 12, 13 and then I stopped and my friends continued to develop. They got a bit taller. Their breast right. was growing more. Their ass was filling out. I never had much like hips, like the whole waist section didn't really come through for me. <laughs> Still waiting, 24 and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so, um, but again, so it wasn't like an insecurity as such. Like it'll be something that will pass through your mind every now and again. Right. When you put on something and you try and be sexy, that's the biggest thing for me. My insecurity is that I can never be sexy. I was never the it girl because I was small and quite skinny. It would be like, oh. to all the guys, I was the little sister. Uh, uh, and you know, when you're yeah. trying to be sexy you, and yeah. like a guy hugs you as a sister, it's like such a low blow. You're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I get that though. I was always the friend as well. Right, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I guess that's that's more me being sure. That was where that sort of stemmed from. And then I had, again, I didn't have the it figure, but in comparison to a lot of my friends that then started putting on a bit of weight and their bellies became a bit chubby or whatever, my belly was still quite flat. Right. Like, I was on flat flat for a while. Right. Like, hey. Okay, 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 okay. But, um, okay. <laughs> like I will put on a bathing suit, I'll put on a bikini and not feel no type of weight. Right. Inside I would in the sense that I still felt like, oh, I could be a bit more fuller, my breasts could be mm. larger. There's always you would always find a slight insecurity. Right. But in comparison, my friends were like, Whoa, like your body's really nice. Then I turned eighteen. Yeah. I don't know what happened. What? Like there's like a time in your life where all of a sudden, like, you have to actually now try to keep your body looking. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. n- naturally, at 15 and all of that, my body would just look the way it looked. Right. And it's not like I started eating more. It's not like I became unhealthy or anything. It's just that your body doesn't work as hard to keep it as tight or yeah, whatever. and your you hormones to... change as well. Exactly. So. I think that was the biggest thing. And then I started to realize, oh, I got a little bit of a, a little a pudge around the belly. Mm-hmm. Nothing, like, drastic, but... For your personal self, you notice it. Yeah. yeah, you're like, could I could wear a crop top last summer. This summer, I'm, I'm a bit like high waisted trousers with that shit. <laughs> Keep it all cute. Keep it nice. That's so funny. So I think my biggest insecurity was always being short, skinny, and not being able to be sexy. Like I've always wanted larger boobs just so that I can get out of that cutie look and more mm. into that sexy look and I always felt like boobs was the way to go about it my ass was alright I kind of like my ass yeah I think it fits I ain't got that like I ain't got a huge ass but I think that's okay because I don't have huge thighs and like a waist that doesn't match so I mean <laughs> <laughs> that's coming up alright I just I just it's need you guys to know that if you are gonna do any form of surgery or anything, you gotta match. You gotta look like it's real. Gotta match. Gotta, you can't be looking like uppercase P's out here. You can't be looking like, have you ever seen the movie Ants or Bugs Life? Can't be looking like that. No. What the hell and you also, asked? like, there's nothing wrong with thighs. Like, we love some thighs out here. Put some meat on them. Yeah, girl. But yeah, I like it. I like that we're doing body confidence because we're coming from two different places. Mm-hmm. You're coming from being a lot thicker. I'm coming from being a lot thinner. Yeah. And it's it's different. Yeah, and we both like want different things for the way that we see ourselves yeah. and like the way that other people see us and yeah. stuff. Um, and obviously in terms of the sort of artist side, like we both have yeah. different images um, and that sort of thing. And like my 
body with mine is like a big part of it. Right. Um, so like the idea, like you were saying of going to the gym and stuff and like working on your body like that for me now is something that like <sighs> I'm doing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, like, I, <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. Don't get me wrong. I want to like be healthier and yeah. I want to like change some things about myself. Just like, so I feel a bit more comfortable right. and like it's, I it's, feel a bit it's more for toned. you though yeah. that's the difference toning I think is the same thing we both agree upon like yeah. I want to tone I definitely don't want to lose weight I would always anytime I go to the gym I have to increase the amount that I'm eating I have yeah. to change the things that I'm eating like um, to try and gain weight to turn that into something that I can tone or whatever because if I just go to the gym and I was eating the same way that I do now I would look I don't want to say anorexic, but I'll look. Yeah, right. I'll be borderline in anorexic. Yeah, looking like you got. Something. I'll look like I'm on drugs. Like that's the Very, best way yeah. to put it. <laughs> yeah, emaciated. That's the best way. So yeah, that's how. That's my personal experience. That's just Nikki's personal experience. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like we're gonna kind of like go into. Yeah, I was gonna say like what we were kind of talking about with the image kind of goes into like the media influences for me. Yeah. Um, because that's what I was gonna say. Like a lot of it is for me, but if I'm being one hundred percent honest, like a lot of it is just because I know that this is what sells as well. Like you have to, you know, look a certain way and <clears throat> like before it gets kind of misconstrued like at all like i it comes along with wanting to be healthy like there's no i would never do anything kind of crazy or drastic or whatever like, but you're like i'm gonna do like some really out there ridiculous diets and i couldn't one. i could never i have no discipline um nope. <laughs> neither I do I. No discipline um and but like that being said we can't ignore the fact that like there are outside influences, especially in our field, like, especially, like, with me in the hip-hop community, like, there is a huge thing on what you look like, especially yeah. with women, like, you have to... You have to be marketable. You ha- yeah, and you have to look a certain way. Like, you have to be appealing to both men and, and women. women. See, that's the thing. In every every avenue in that, so it's all about sex sales. So, like... Yeah. To be marketable, you have to want all girls to envy you and want all guys to want you. And right. they there is in the media at the moment that type of body, which is every all every single I wanna say generation or era has their phase and their yeah. trends and, and whatever. What's, yeah, what's, what's in fashionable for and that the, sort of thing. the it body. Right. And there's definitely an it body now yeah. that if you don't have it, you definitely can pay to get it. And it's what people want to see. And it's not to say that any other bodies are not accepted or right. not out there. It's just that it's harder to find them. Yeah. Because I think like that goes with what we were saying. Like growing up in the 90s, like yeah. the big thing was you know, being thin. Yep. Um, and because that was when, like, supermodels started to become a really big thing. Right. Um, we Size talked a lot about it when we stuff. took that um, music class, pop culture yeah, pop class. Yeah. Um, we took a pop music class. Is that in what it was called? Degree, I can't remember. Popular, popular music popular, studies yeah, popular or some music, shit. Yeah, um, it, was a, and it was It was a really good class. class yeah, it was a really good class. And we talked about, like, pop culture and stuff. And, like, 
in the 90s, um, supermodels were, like, the really popular. Um, yeah. They just became really big. Um, and that was sort of, like, the image that everybody wanted to yeah, portray. Yeah, like, that sort of Naomi Campbell-type look. Right. You know, yeah, really, Kate really Moss, all of them. Like, it was kind of coming from all different ethnicities. Yes. Like, but just everybody was thin. Thin. Um, and didn't even really have tits or ass or anything. Like, No, that was, thin. like, um, you guys' size zero. Yeah, I think it's, double like... double zero, even. Our like, size six, four. I didn't realize we was... You could get size four in the UK. It was weird. But, yeah, that was that, that, was that time. Yeah. Um, but because of that, and, like, also in the 90s, like, Diet trends were really popular. Yeah. Um, like Slim Fast came out in the nineties and the yeah. Atkins diet, yeah, yeah, South yeah. Beach, all that stuff in the late nineties and early two thousands. So that was right when we were growing up. That and, was our time. Right. And it was really trendy. I'm gonna say with my parents, like it was really popular in America. Diet culture was so popular. And right. like my the women in my family, like that was the worst thing that you could be was overweight. Really? Um and so as a fat kid like that was also like put on me but like that was the media's influence on my family you know what i mean like yeah, that's that was a cycle like of course it wasn't like your family just got up and decided that oh to be fat is is a bad thing or anything right it's because of what they was fe- like what the media had fed them to think okay you know what it's all about this type of look so if you know anyone or anything like that then it's not a good thing right and like unfortunately like for a lot of the women in my family like it was just please your husband. Like, you know what I mean? You want to be attractive for your husband. But I think that's like just more of a traditional thing anyway. I was going to say that is Um, very much a traditional, that in the sense that like you do kind of want to look good for your husband. It's not for anybody else, but necessarily your husband. Right. And like, that doesn't really leave that much room for self-love. You know what I mean? If you're always like changing your body for somebody else or for the approval of someone else, that doesn't really allow you to find what you love about yourself yeah so then those mindsets are then passed down um and then on top of the media influence you know what i mean because that is always like what you're saying sex sells you have to look a certain type of way you have to you know be appealing to the eye and apparently that just is thin or at that in the 90s it was just thin um heroin chic was a big thing that um people talk about um with like the music culture Culture, and that sort of thing um the hip-hop culture has always been different that's always been it's always had had its own lane yeah because it was a whole different type of people that was kind of in the hip-hop world it was very much like you know black people was in control of that yeah and i think that being said, with the the boom in hip hop now, right, is the what reason why thick is now in. Yeah, and because that's mainstream now. In the nineties, it still wasn't mainstream. No. Like it, no. it was only becoming that, like yeah. in the late nineties, and that was because of like Will Smith and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. like a conversation again for a different day. But <laughs> I only bring up Will Smith because um, watching Fresh Prince, yeah. like if you watch it now, yeah, like even though it was one of the first, like. Uh, racially inclusive shows yeah. and like portray black people in like a higher light like as of you know course. rich and whatever right. all these things all these a lawyer. things um the still the butt of the joke was the fact that uncle phil was fat yeah like yeah, almost yeah. in every in episode, episode like that is the joke yeah. and it's like and then the episode with queen latifah as well it's something that i bring up in like all of my stuff that i talk about because it's like this was something that was being talked about 
but these jokes were still being made on the show. Exactly. So it's like, what's the like, what's the beliefs behind the people? It was still the same mindset of if you're big, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Right. Um, And that I think still hasn't gone away. Um, Mm. Fat jokes aren't necessarily as prevalent i think mm. um but that sort of like fat people being the butt of the joke is still, still a thing yeah it's still relevant today um, but yeah but like with the hip-hop community like we were saying like because that is now becoming mainstream yeah um that is pop culture now it hip-hop is. culture yeah. black culture is pop culture now right um again conversation for a different day yeah um, and i look forward to that one <laughs> yeah very excited <laughs> um but that introduces this idea of like thick and like this is what right. the it body is now i say thick with two c's that's why i've got in my notes because it is <laughs> because it's, that's not, what it's it not is. thick with a case right thick. right and like two c's. there is still this sort of like preference on what kind of thick you can be exactly okay let's just make it clear for anyone who doesn't know thick is not fat no there's a difference yeah there is a difference thick is still that like you're big in certain areas and that's the desirable areas such as your bust such as your ass such as your thighs in some some situations depending on who you are Um, but your waist and your stomach still has to be really flat yeah the only sort of body that you would get with surgery exactly it's it's it's, i i don't really think it's one of those attainable bodies Right, because on, realistically, if you work out enough to get your stomach literally flat, you won't have tits. You won't have no, an ass. You won't have thighs. all joined together. Right. So it's like you, like, it's a literal unrealistic right. ideal. Like your arms still have to be skinny. <laughs> like, Bitch, where? It's <laughs> where? It's confusing. But that Honestly. is the it body now. It's to be thick. And it's right. weird. It's weird because it is a body that a lot of people want to achieve. It's a, a lot of money goes into it. Um, and also, it's one of those things that y- you can never actually pinpoint it. You can, right. like, you, within yourself, you're like, oh, I'm not fat, fat, but I'm not skinny, skinny, Am I? but I'm not thick. Right, no. right. And, like, I think that just is kind of, like, the trend now, like, like the um, surgery thing. Like, what, what I was saying with the diets and yeah. stuff. and like now the, it's surgery. Because before that, in, like, the 70s and 80s and stuff, it was diet pills. Right, Which were yeah. essentially speed. speed. You know what I mean? That was and, a big thing. Right, it was a huge thing. And then it... That okay, well that's bad. bad. So let's do these fad diets. It's, right, it's that's a bit got more the crash diets and stuff like right. that. And it's... then it's like, oh shit, that's bad. And then it's like, well now let's just fucking move now our own fat just, around yeah, in like, our body. Oh, you're not happy with the where the fat is in your thigh? You can move that to your breast. Like right. it's just this idea of actually it's not as bad because it's in your body. It's your own fat that yeah. you're just moving from one place to the next. Uh, <laughs> that's also going to be bad in the next couple of. That's ten, what I'm like, saying. Like years. it's just like vaping. Like, we don't have any studies done on, like, right. what the, like, effects are in the future. That's the thing like, with trends. It is just for the moment. Yeah. It is just for now. And there are so many celebrities that are getting their surgeries reversed. Like, yep. we were talking about, like, I think that's a lot more with, like, fake things or, like, enhancements. Yeah, and, like, that's that a lot. If they've added things to their body right. that they are now trying to uh, change or remove, which, again, is a health reason. 
because a lot of them are starting to see like a lot of people who's got butt implants and it's leaking and the effects that that's having i couldn't imagine something leaking inside your that sounds like internal bleeding to me (laughs) but not blood but not but it's not blood (laughs) like whatever it is it's fake like like and then like i'm hearing some nonsense about motor oil or something like some what yeah like some of if you go through the cheaper versions or whatever, some of the things that they've put into you is absolutely terrible. Like, have you seen um, She's Gotta Have It on Netflix? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The bit yeah. whenever, oh my God, they're in jail and she's screaming. I can't. I, That's horrific. I can't. Some of, I, mm, there's so many shows that you see and it just looks The idea that painful. there are, <coughs> excuse me, sorry. The idea that there are women going into cheap motels with people they don't even know no. and getting these big ass syringes injected and into their ass. No. All all just because they, they want to make money and they want a certain look. That just I just First off, you shouldn't be using your body the way that we use our body. Like it shouldn't you shouldn't use your body to be marketable in that sense. Like, ugh. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. No, I feel like you have to love it more than it should my body should like surpass money. I should love it more than just it being a value of this. Like, oh, I need to change this so that I can make more money. Yeah, I agree. That's what I mean by like it shouldn't be. Obviously, as an actor, as like like I am constantly selling myself. That's my own brand. I just I mean even like with like strippers or escorts or like sex workers or whatever. Like I like I am very sex positive in that way. I think like that is that's your it's it's your body choice. So like do whatever you want to do if you are able to. I've said this before. If you're able to detach that part of your brain right. and allow yourself to make money off of that um then that's Go great more power i to mean you. like but that's it, empowering but right but i mean when you then when you start changing things about yourself purely for See, that that's when that's it, when it's right it's, but also what i think what i'm getting at or what probably came off wrong is that i feel like what you're saying if you're changing yourself for that but if you're doing it in a dangerous way yeah of course your body is worth more than oh, what th- that's 100%. what i yeah, mean yeah, okay. by it yeah, yeah. like your body's worth more than what you can gain on twitter Definitely. on instagram or whatever imagine so so if you're going to change your body, it has to be for you, not because you're trying to sell yourself to be more marketable for yeah, somebody of else. Course, of course, That's of course. my biggest thing that I get. At. Like, I just always, you have to love yourself. Yeah. Love the skin you're in. Right. And like, um, I'm going to be super candid, I think. And like, I've, <laughs> I, like, I've looked into weight loss surgeries before. Like, I know people who have gotten like... And that's what I was going to go into before whenever I was saying about growing up that way. Like, mm. I know people who have gotten, like, their stomach stapled. Yep. Um, in America, it's super popular. Yep. Here, it's not no. as big, obviously, because the NHS just won't throw them out willy-nilly. No. Um, but if you got the money in the States, you, you can do whatever the it. fuck yeah. you want. Um, so, I, like I was saying, I know people who have gotten their stomach stapled, who have gotten, like, a part of their band. stomach removed. Moved, I, yeah, the band as well, yeah. which that one's obviously removable. Yep. Um, and actually... Like a best friend of mine from back home, um, she got one when we were really young. She oh. got she got a lap band when we were really young. I think we were maybe like eighteen. She might have oh, been wow. nineteen. Okay. Um, that was super young. Yeah, and I remember when she got it. I wanted it. I wanted one. Yeah. Um, because you can see the effects right away. Yeah, obviously, of course. obviously, it's, it's, you like, can't eat. No, like you, you so you've actually you shrunk was, your your stomach down you've cut it down so it only has a cap right and like 
that sort of thing is ideal for someone who is like 500 pounds or like like extremely you know when they like have those like shows and stuff like that works then but like if you're only a little bit overweight or like you just don't like the way you look like that's only gonna work for a certain amount of time right obviously she had to take it out because she then had a kid and whatever whatever okay but like it's i just remember like looking back on it now it's just such a toxic thing to think is that like i want to have some sort of invasive surgery at what 18 even younger than that like i remember thinking about it younger than that right and wanting to get like part of my stomach removed or like cut off yeah just because i didn't like Like the way way i looked like see that's extreme measures can i ask a question yeah why didn't you go through with it i think that's important um well because i like medically i didn't qualify okay (laughs) like you know what i mean i wasn't like i was just I was just a chubby teen, you know what I mean? I was yeah. a chubby teenager. Like, obviously at the time, you feel like you're the fattest person in the world. Yeah. Like, because you're fatter than your friends. Like, right. And, yeah, uh, you know, I, it, mine was from a hormone imbalance. Most of the time, it is from some sort of medical reason. Of course. When you're a kid. You know what I mean? Like, not always, but most but of the yeah, time. yeah, like, sometimes, yeah. But, like, it's just... You know, you have the, yeah, there's like criteria that you have to hit. I think. No, yeah, with a lot um, of surgery, there's a lot of criteria. Right. And like with my hit. friend, she had like, she had uh, knee problems. So I think that was like what sort of like pushed. Right. So right, it was like sort of to thing. take the weight off the yeah, knee. But okay. it was, but it wasn't like that wasn't why she had knee problems. No, no, no. It was just no. like sort it's, of like but, a little loop. But yeah, if you can like find a little niche in the, to say, oh, well, if you do this and it will help me with that. Right. It's also here in the NHS, they don't pay for a lot of, um, they don't pay for any sort of uh, cosmetic yeah. surgery unless you can prove that it's having an effect on, on impact on yeah, something yeah. else. So a lot of people go down the route of anxiety or depression. Right. Um, I know a few people that's actually got their breasts done. Or I know one person that's got their breasts done through the NHS because of anxiety and depression. Wow. Um, but it was a long process. It yeah, wasn't like going to the doctors and straight away them like, yeah. It was sort of like trying to find or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then they also got it removed. <laughs> so it was kind of a waste of the money. Grass is always greener. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like after like coming out of that sort of mindset, mm-hmm. like wanting that for a long time and like trying to go through the different avenues to like work towards it, even whenever I got to be over 18. Yeah. Um, because that was always the thing. It was like, you're not 18. You can't do it. You're not yeah, 18. Yeah. Um, and then when I turned 18, um, it was like, then again, going to the doctor a lot. And I didn't I didn't want to do it. Like, well, you the know what I mean? So I was like, tests. you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Like, <laughs> I'll just do like. And then at the same time, like, that was when my, like, sort of body confidence journey sort of started. started. And I was starting to have, a, like, a lot of re- right. revelations. That could have been one of your pivotal moments. Yeah, where it sure. really Where it was like, do you know what? Actually, I don't want to go through for all sure. Of this. Um, but then again, like <laughs> that's what I'm saying about being candid. Like, obviously, that was like quite personal. But then recently, I've been thinking as well about like the fat transfer surgery. Yeah, you um, have said that to me before. Yeah, and like I don't know if I'm necessarily thinking about it seriously, but it's something that I've thought about. And mm-hmm. like, if I'm being perfectly honest, like those thoughts worry me. Yeah. Um, because I don't ever want to slip into that what, sort of mindset once, again. Yeah, once like, in. I don't think it's anything like what it was before. But, like, just the sort of idea that I would 
be willing to do it is right. kind of shocking to me, um, but not at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's very difficult to explain. But, like, I think with that, it comes with, like, you have to work out a lot after and that sort of you thing. You do. You have to maintain it. It's right. not as simple as just moving the fat around. Right. And, like, the way that I would look at it would be just, like, a jump start. Yeah. Like a huge leaping yeah, running like a, jump start, you know what I mean? And like, but it is a thing that obviously wouldn't wouldn't happen for a long time. I don't have the money for that, you know what I mean? But like, and it might go away. You know, the thought might go away. But like, that is sort of like at the, the media. But and I'm not gonna th- say that it isn't the media's influence. It's not because I don't want to be more marketable. It's not because I don't want to be more yeah aesthetically pleasing. It's not because I don't like the way that I look. Like I like I like the way that I look. But if I can make myself look a little bit better, better right? You know what that I mean? Is the like, thing. <laughs> I think there is the the thing is that even with people that do like the way they look, there's always some sort of insecurity or there's something that you'd want to change. Like, I bet even Beyonce, that everyone's like, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. But even if you really sat down and spoke to her, there might be something that she would want to change or if she had it her way. doesn't mean she's going to, but it's just um, in your mind. I I understand that. I think surgery, I feel like we've just gone straight to surgery, which is not there. Uh, Um, I I mean, it's part of... Uh, you know the media yeah the media i think surgery at the moment is definitely something that plays in my mind as well because ultimately my like one of my largest insecurities still to this day i'm accepting it more and more but it's still my breast i think that's because it stems from years and years of being sort of like insecure about them okay and also what I deem to be the media's perception of sexy. Right. So it's like to be sexy. And like I said, my confidence in terms of I feel like I'm always cute more than sexy and that's not as desirable. Right. I always think, oh, yeah, if I get my breasts done. But it's something that I would always dibble and dabble with. Like I would talk to a consultant and then I would be like, ah, forget about it. And right. then I would be like talking to a friend that also wants to get her breasts done and then I will be like, ah, forget about it. So it's like yeah. always going back and forth with the idea. And I genuinely don't think I'm going to because... Mm. I think I love my body enough and I love the way that I look enough but like you I go in and out of these like thoughts and ideas and I'm just kind of like why right (laughs) well I think I think with like your thing um like your sort of mindset about it like the idea of like feeling sexy like that's that is the mindset yeah you know what I mean and there are so many women that like they think that like if they like you're saying if they get their boobs done or they get a nose job Job, or whatever like they get you know, whatever the most popular ones are tummy tucks, like those, those sort of things that then they're going to instantly feel, feel like a brand new yeah. person. You're still the same person. right? Like you're still the same person. And that's what I'm getting at is that like, until you love the person that you are now, like nothing's going to change because no. you are not going to change. You're so right. And that's honestly where it kind of ties in with self love and loving yourself before anybody else and learning to love you from the inside out yeah like that's that's kind of where everything comes from like i feel like we're there's so many things telling us not to love ourselves or telling us that there's something wrong with us whether that's like people we know Mm -hmm. or you know the media like we were saying or like or like any other influences that might be affecting the way that you feel about yourself. Like that's always going to ultimately change your own narrative in your head. And like, you have to take control of that. Like there are so many outside influences. Like I was saying, you just need to 
own that message yourself. Right. Like, you need to dictate what you're saying. And that comes from the self-love thing. If you only give yourself positive messages and yes. affirmative feedback and tell yourself the things that you like about yourself and how, like, good you feel about yourself and, like, be honest as well. Like, that is ultimately going to change your mindset. Of like, course. it's like I was saying before, like, the fake it till you make it thing. Like, that's very real. Like, once... If you decide that you are going to start loving your body, even if you don't, like, it's going to make it so, so much, much easier. easier to eventually do so. You good? Yeah, I, you just stopped so... Abundantly. I just thought that maybe you were going to chime in. Oh. You were being really quiet. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just write in something. Okay. You know, no, I was kind of out. yeah. No, that kind of ties in with like the whole giving yourself positive uh, messages, like telling yourself positive things. Like if you do walk past the mirror and tell yourself, "Oh, girl, you look good," or whatever, ties in with a book that I'm reading called "You Are a Bad Badass: um, mm-hmm. How to Stop Down Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life." I love that. Who's that by? Uh, Jen Scenario. Love him. Um, and it's it's like. She there's a part in there where she says the exact same thing about self-love and about actually um, feeding yourself positive messages like each day right and switching off like there's a th- we are so addicted to our phones and so addicted to what is actually the outside world but without actually being in the outside world mm-hmm. so electronically we're addicted to something completely different um and there's a thing that we need to learn to do, which is just switch off from those, right. out, like other people's opinions. So if that means right. putting down your phone up for a couple of, a couple of minutes a day, because I would say hours, but I know that's a struggle, that's a stretch. But like putting your phones down, turning off your tablet, closing your laptops, not on the television, and just doing something for you to make right. you love you. Yo, that's that's a step to helping your yourself yeah. out. Yeah, and, like, eventually, like, once you're getting those sort of, like, positive affirmations and, you know, good messages about yourself and about yep. your body and that sort of thing, like, once you're receiving that from yourself... Yes. ...and you don't need it from somebody else, then, like, it's going to make it so much easier for you to get off of social media. Like, to, like... Or Quit even looking for that those affirmations in other from people. someone else. Even if you don't get off, it will make it so much easier for you to just be content with who you are. Right. And I feel like a lot of people are not like they they're always looking at themselves to change. They want to be different or whatever. Until you are are happy with yourself, you're always going to be searching. Definitely. And like, but that goes for other things. Like even if it's not social media, like I know a lot of people who will jump from relationship to relationship right. looking for that validation. And like, yes, girl. you know, whether it's emotional or physical or like the affirmation that you're beautiful or whatever it is, like any of that can come from yourself. Yeah. All of it can come from yourself. And all of it should come from yourself. Right. Like first and foremost, you should be telling yourself that you are loved. You are beautiful. Nobody else should give you that. Exactly. Because like ultimately your opinion on yourself is the most important. important. Like, yeah. like it's like what we said earlier, like you're all you've got. Like. At the end of the day, like... From the day you're born to the day you die, that's you. And if you're relying on other people to affirm your existence or your beauty or, you know, whatever it is, like, your confidence, like, your pride, like, how you feel... If you're allowing other people to dictate how you feel about yourself, then... 
how like what's gonna happen when those people are gone? When they're not what's around. What's gonna happen like when Instagram goes bankrupt? What's gonna happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? What's yeah, gonna when, happen when, when social media isn't a thing anymore? When this trend is past, like where are you gonna get been, your self worth? What from? we've been using to help us feel positive air quotations yeah. about ourselves when that's no longer there. If you do not know how to love yourself, then you're gonna be desperately searching for that love exactly. in so many different different places exactly it's exactly like someone who is like an alcoholic, alcoholic or something stuff you on know drugs. you are going through something like yeah. a lot of alcoholism starts with like you know going through grief stressful. or like depression yeah, or whatever times and, like, in your life you're using it to feel a certain type of way um and then what happens when you can't get it anymore yeah like it happens with like a lot of people with on drugs. Like what happens when drugs you can't get it anymore? Or like and sex, if you if you use sex in a negative way as well, like anything that is when you're relying on something to give right. you. Right, and if you're relying on something to give you self esteem, when that's something that you're supposed to oh get gosh. from yourself, hence the like word self. it's it's like a false sense of self esteem because yeah. like you're getting all of these positive affirmations in the form of like little hearts and stuff. But like little really, thumbs up. Yeah, it's not real. No. Like it's not real. Like what happens when your Wi-Fi runs out? Like you know what I mean? Like <laughs> how who's gonna love you then? Right. You know what I mean? Like how are you gonna fill that void then? Honestly, like it's it's I know there's loads of little challenges like that, like come off social media for thirty days, can you survive? Can you survive off or not even just social media, but like the way in which technology is developed. How much can you survive with limited amount of technology yeah. and sort of thing? And it, it's it's going to be interesting because it's definitely going to be a study. Not for now. It's going to be something that, you know, 30 years down the line, they're going to look at, especially millennials, and how this time in our lives, how it's going to have a greater effect on us. Right. It's not something that's going to be shown to us right now, but it's yeah. definitely going to be something that you can imagine tons of people studying. I mean, people do study it already. It's just that you don't have the end results yet. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I feel like, because it is around us and we don't know when it's going no. and we don't know how it's going to evolve and whatever like you need to have that backup you need yeah. to be strong like it it seems dramatic kind of but it's like to be on social media and to be ridiculed the way that people are ridiculed like especially in our field especially as a creative yeah. like whatever if you're putting yourself out there you need to be prepared yeah. for whatever people are mm -hmm. going to say um positive or negative right so like you need to have a strong sense of self and a strong sort of sense of self-confidence to even be able to let people say that those yeah. kinds of things you know what yeah. i mean so it's like you have to be grounded there are two sides to it like you need to have right you need to be grounded you need to have that sort of self-awareness yeah um but that that is more than body confidence that's sort no, of just self that's just yeah really. that is but it does pay i think it self-confidence plays a part in body confidence because if sure. you're confident with yourself, then certain parts of your bodies or, or your body as a whole wouldn't necessarily, right? <clears throat> it wouldn't sway you as much. But I would, I would argue, like logically, like <laughs> body confidence um, is not necessarily self confidence, but self confidence is body, body confidence. confidence. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, sure just, so I do head. those things sometimes and I'm like, make sure you said it the right way around. Yeah. Nine out of ten times, I always say the wrong way around. But no, I agree. I definitely Because, agree. like, I don't know. For me, it's difficult because I know people say things all the time and, like, I 
posts certain things that people make comments on mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Whether or not it's to my face or not, I know people say things still um, because that's how people are. Yeah. You know, and that's what it is. But it's like if I didn't have this sort of backbone already. Right. Like if you wasn't thick confident skin, if you will, in you know. Yeah. And like it's hard. Like sometimes, like sometimes people will still say things or like I'll find out that people have said things and I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> you know, okay. Like, all right. Yeah, like, take a step back. <laughs> right. But like I was saying before, like it's not necessarily now because I like the way that I look. It's never about my appearance anymore. Yeah. Like it's all I found other things now that I don't like about myself. Right. Or like that people have decided they're going to pick on now because they can't pick on yeah, my weight maybe. anymore. Right, right. You know? You're no longer victim to your weight. So there's right. other things that people can sort of affect. Yeah. Or get. But, like, I think for me, um, in terms of getting to this place that I'm at now, like, in, in like, my self-love journey and my body confidence journey, yes. um, I think on my own, like, being naked as much as I could. Right. Like, because, like I was saying... I really did. I really hated my body and um, I wanted nothing more than to have a completely different body, you know, Mm -hmm. for a really long time. And that's toxic. You know what I mean? That's not a good thing to think about yourself. Mentally, that going around in your head is... And it's destructive. It's very destructive because unless you do something drastic or change your entire life, which... Is unrealistic. Yeah, it's hard. You know what I mean? Like, um, then you're gonna have the body that you have. Like, and that was kind of what I just needed to like come to terms with. So, yeah. I, like, I really don't know what the switch was for me. Like I said, I think it was when I was in my first relationship and that sort of thing. Yeah. And kind of coming into my own like my own sexuality and that sort of stuff like made me want to get to know my body, body more. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think that you should wait for that. To happen, I encourage and implore all women to do that. All people, realistically, men are very comfortable naked. I've noticed, um, <laughs> but I mean, but men have body confidence issues as well. You know, a lot what I more mean? than is portrayed. Right, a lot more than right, is. right, and but that also comes from like the stigma that like men have to keep their feelings inside and, yeah. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but like. I think anybody and everybody needs to be comfortable with their own naked body because there are so many things, like I was saying, telling you not to like your body and that there's something wrong with, you know, your cellulite or your stretch marks or, you know, that one of your tits is bigger than the other. other. You know what I mean? Or that, like, your arms are chubby or whatever, whatever. Like, but it's your body. So agree with that. Uh, It is your body and you just have to stick through and learn to love it, um, which the advice you gave me was to be naked because that worked for you, right? Yeah, it really did. Like, it was the sort of one thing that, like, I started just doing to try and be a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Um, I think at the time it was for my partner. Yeah. Um, but then I started to just get a lot out of it. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? And I think that might have just been upon reflection. Mm. Um, but, like, the fact that, like, I was able to tell you and it helped you, like, that right, just like, kind of... Like, I'm not going to lie. I think this is it. one of the... Uh, I'm at a low with my body in terms of, like, I love my body and I've accepted the way I look and everything. Right. Doesn't mean you don't drop into, like, times where you're, like, you love it more, you hate it more, whatever. Yeah. And I'm definitely at a stage where I'm a bit, like, oh this is going back to the periods 
uh, podcast when we spoke about um, having, uh, what's it called? PCOS. Mm-hmm. And one of the side effects for me is like excessive hair growth. Mm-hmm. So for me now, it's learning to love like all of this hair. Right. And stuff like that. And a part of that that I like from your advice is to be naked. Yeah. And that also oh, it stems away from more a weight thing, but it's still your body confidence. Right. And that for me at the moment is kind of like, oh, okay. I'm yeah. not. I'm not really happy with that. So I try to be naked and everything. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I shave a lot. Like I yeah. just like you tend to just get away, like get rid of it. But then there's yeah. also times where you just have to accept that. Okay, this is a part of you. Right. This happens to your body. Like you just have to let it be sometimes yeah. and just love that part of you. Right. And there are so many women that like <clears throat> even without like the PCOS and stuff yeah. that they let their leg hair grow you right. know I mean they let their pubic hair grow out their underarm hair and like although I I personally can't rock with it like yeah. I 100% respect these women yeah. like I feel like like in terms of fighting like societal norms of beauty like that is definitely one of the biggest things I remember things. when Willow Smith like had like her right you know she was doing the bow and arrow thing yeah and you know you could see all the head there was a big time when a lot of women were on the red carpet and it was like it's wrong because you're supposed to be like you know groomed and look yeah and that, presentable and that comes from porn as well like that's a huge that is, a huge that part is. of that i would love to go into that because i love to talk about porn but like that's but that's where a lot of um like insecurities for females yeah and stigmas come about like that are pressured from men onto women exactly i was gonna say and that's when males start their their sort of oh this is how it should look like oh this is what a woman should look like this is what a woman should do and blah blah blah. and a lot of it does it stems from porn um especially because it is a taboo subject and people don't really want to talk about it. it but it is also very touched upon in terms of loads of people watch it uh, and sort of a thing. Um, it's everywhere. Porn is everywhere, whether or not you like it like, or not. That I'm going off on a tangent, but that's because it's something that we probably would do a subject on porn. Realistically, I like it. I like the idea. Um, I watch porn. I'm not gonna lie. So <laughs> it's like cool. I don't, I don't watch porn, believe it or not. Do you not? I don't like it. Damn. I used to. I used to. Whatever. That's different. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna touch on that. Um, (laughs) Um, But yeah, like being naked and and learning to love your body in its purest form is hard. But I think it's it's something that once you do it and you accept certain things, you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And then also that being said, you see parts of your body that you don't get to see on a regular basis because you are nine out of 10 times are in clothes. So you don't really notice certain things. Right. But upon doing that, upon like walking around naked, especially in my room, because I have a full house, um, I've actually started to see certain parts. I'm like, ooh, like my butt. I'm like, ooh, yeah. yeah. You got a little cute little tush, a little something. Yeah, and it's like, if you, excuse me, like I'm still on the mindset of like, the hair and stuff because like that wasn't even something that I was thinking about like but that is something that I like dealt with as well like yeah. it's like something that bugs me even still like I it's something that I actively try not to worry about like right. you were saying right. um, it's not as bad for me anymore as it was mm-hmm. um, but like for me like like I get like bumps like around my bikini area yeah. so like I've stopped getting waxes like I was before yeah. Um, and like I was I had to like 
relearn to deal with the hair and yeah. like like it and like now I like it you know what I mean now I feel like a grown ass woman yeah. you know what I mean and not like a little girl like right. with a bare ass pussy See, you know that's I mean? like, also where I, I remember now when I was going off with a tangent about porn this is also that was the thing yeah a lot of um what we're fed in the media is from America yeah and they're I'm not 100% sure now, but there was a big thing where for American women, it you had to, like, it was all about being bold in terms of, like, shaving your, your leg hairs and your underarm hairs and, like, your pubic hairs and all of that. Right. Whereas in Europe, they more embraced their hairs. Yeah. It was completely different and being hairy was considered sexy. Right. And actually being, that being said, like, I know my mom is super old, but in her generation that like she doesn't understand this idea of shaving and i explained it to her that yeah, it's born in the 70s all the bushes right. oh my god and like i had to explain it is it does kind of stem from porn and when you do watch these videos or whatever it it has a lot to do with right. like this is the way in which a woman looks so you yeah. expect that being naked you should also look like that bear right. in mind that they they are at like if you're a porn star you're an actor right so of course it's like any actor you know, Johnny yeah. Depp doesn't wake up looking like that. Right. That's how they're going to style him for the role. He doesn't exactly. look like, like Captain oh Jack gosh. Sparrow just like that. <laughs> they, they will style him. So as well, with pornography, uh, with porn stars, they're styled to look a certain way. Right. But it is it is that insecurity because, again, like the media, it's something that you, you look at. It's something that you think you should be like. Yeah. And so you will change and manipulate your body to try and embody somebody else. Yeah, and, like, for young women especially, like, you figure around the age that like your the boys that you like are discovering porn yeah and that's turning them on you think so, okay so i have to be like this yeah um when that's really not the case like obviously the self-love thing is super important but i think it's also really important like for straight women <laughs> to remember that men are gross and <laughs> They like anything and everything. Like it Give does them a post and a hole like, and they will be happy. Like that's what I'm saying. Like you have a pussy. If there's hair on it, they it's not be, gonna fucking matter. Like and not to mention, I know men who like hair. Yeah. Like and who like a lot of it. Like I mean, I've actually like I've had spoken with guys and they're like, Well, I've actually spoken to a guy and he was um who was this guy? It's like a family friend. No, it's like a family friend. Oh. I was trying to, you know, when you're trying to feature who it is, like a family friend, whatever. <laughs> Spoke to him, and then he was just like, "Why would I want my my girl to be like hairless?" He was right. like, "That just reminds me of a child, and that just feels wrong." Exactly. And it's true. Like a part of growing up is, you know, your body develops and changes, and hair will start growing in certain places. Yeah. And you got you gotta embrace that, right? And it's warm. Get the warmth on the arms. <laughs> I mean, when it comes to like pubic hair and stuff, like I, like I, like I was saying, I keep, I keep the hair. Um, I just like shape it. I yeah, and like I shave like the bit, the bit where the mouth is at. <laughs> I just leave that bit yeah. clean so you can do your job. Yeah, I'll do my job. You do your job. <laughs> And also for guys, like some guys shave their pubic hair and they get rid of their pubic hair or their body hair in general. Yeah. And like I hope that's also coming from from them a self of love, a place of love as well. And it's not because they feel like, 
oh, a girl has no hair on her and I should also have no hair on me. Yeah, I think I think for men, like, that's kind of the equivalent of, like, uh, growing a beard. Yep. Um, like, I feel like a lot of men, like, they they struggle with that. And I think that's the thing yep. that other men rub in whenever they can't grow a beard. Yeah. And it's like, sorry, boo. Like, put you some castor oil on that you bitch. You ain't meant to have one. You don't have one. It's okay. Yeah. You got other, other attributes. You're attractive in other ways. Exactly. And some women don't like beards. Yeah. I mean, it's up until recently I felt like, oh, man, I can't stand guys with beards. But it's some. A, that matter. being said, some people's face needs a beard. <laughs> it's... It's, a, it's the opposite of what we're trying to. Yeah, is it sorry. Men, so it doesn't matter, Paige? No, okay, that's wrong. I'm just saying sometimes <laughs> it suits having a beard because you don't have such a baby face. Yeah, yeah. But then that's the same way of me trying to be like, I need bigger breasts so I can feel more sexy instead of cute. Yeah, I hear you. Unless I'm okay, like with accepting the fact that cute is my thing. And then if I want to make that that change, I can make that change. Then that's okay. Cause yeah, but then again, men are gross, and there are some men that want a cute. Just <laughs> 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 going somewhere else. But that's the thing, though. There are like there are men that prefer a cute woman yeah. who's like just sexy for them. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're like it's it, it is what it is. Like, well, people have their own preference, and like that that comes into the self love thing as well. Is like. If you love yourself and you know that you're attractive, then you will also know that there's somebody, somebody else out there that's going to find you attractive. Right, and you're going to go more so than for the person's personality. Yeah. Someone who's just as comfortable in themselves as you are. And you'll be able to see that. Because once you have that sort of clarity, uh, that self-actualization of how you really feel about yourself and why you feel the way that you yeah. feel about yourself then you can spot it in other people Yo. in an instant. You can see an insecure person in an instant. instant. And it, sometimes, like, you can maybe use that to your advantage. But um, <laughs> but other times, like, for me, like, if I see a fat girl out in public and she's, yeah. like, kind of, like, hiding or, like, kind of right. hunched over or whatever, like, it makes me so sad. Yeah. And, like, I just, like, I hope that she's listening to something like this. You know what I mean? And that she can find that sort of, love in her because there's so many people that like just don't have anybody to tell them this or will never even think of loving themselves like let's just start at this point that we nikki and myself yes we love you guys oh my god we love you and i hope you love yourself just as much as we love you yeah and we are he i think it goes without saying but i'm gonna say it anyway we're here to help you with your body positivity journey, with your body yeah. confidence journey, because we're still going on ours. You yeah. know what I mean? We're at different points in our journey. You know, you might just be starting yours or you might, you know, or you, you might even be at the end of yours. Right. But like, but it's you, always nice to have a community of people to talk to. And a journey is always fun when you have someone to walk it with. Girl, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that also being said <clears throat> with the whole, you know, loving yourself, is where we got to but it was prior to that it was sort of about surgery Mm. and things like that um the fact that some celebrities was at one point and you know they were like the spokesperson for this and that and to do this or to do that yeah and i was kind of changing a bit more into the new the new trend instead of it necessarily being surgery is definitely about diets and Mm. gymming yeah, so. yeah, I think it's really important to say, like, to comment on what you were saying about how, like, these celebrities will endorse yeah. these different um, 
like things and that's been like quite popular for a while like slim fast like yep. weight watchers was we, a big we one had loads of celebrities like jennifer hudson and stuff yeah. like that um and and now like you were saying it's like that flat tummy tea and stuff like that that yep. isn't real i have some of that I have just, you tried it i have i don't know if i have the flat tummy tea i have something like some, it some tea like that did it work um, my mom got it actually i didn't buy it i i didn't <laughs> spend money on did you see a change or have you not it's used green it? tea <laughs> yeah like right. it's a literal detox tea yeah like they just market it this way right, exactly and they get these girls that have had surgery honestly to hold up these things saying this helped me. me when in reality there's a lot more than just drinking some tea to to give you a flat tummy yeah i'm not gonna sit here and say they're not drinking the tea because they probably are yeah but, but like, they're doing more than just drinking the tea right is the important thing I think um, everything that we've been talking about so far, obviously about loving yourself and being confident with your body, it's funny how it's all controlled by the trend at the time. Because right. we did, we spoke about obviously like being on speed and yeah. then like a heroin kind of situation, yeah. then like the crazy diets, mm-hmm. going into like pills and now it's more of a natural, you should go into like natural ways to help so like flat tummy tea natural things to help you but i think it's also like really this sort of thing of like doing things in secret yeah but like claiming that you're doing it in a natural way right which is kind of fucked up it's like this hidden double inch and that comes from the social media thing it comes from wanting to present as this way when in reality it's not like that but like in the 70s when people were taking diet pills they're like fuck yeah Yeah. taking these pills go to your doctor you can get a prescription for speed like that's what it is honestly it's crazy yeah now it's kind of like yeah I'm kind of having a surgery but no I'm actually doing this and I'm doing that and like working out and diets and I'm a vegan now oh my gosh I respect and love people who are genuinely a vegan because they want to be a vegan and not because of like the way in which we've sort of glamorized it and it's like oh you should do this because that's terrible right. for you that's bad for you i actually um um someone in my family she has this on off relationship with is it veganism mm-hmm. would you say veganism yeah. she has like so it's like some sometimes she's a vegan and she can't eat anything <clears throat> that obviously doesn't follow right. the uh, dietary res- like requirements, and then sometimes she would have a chicken or whatever because. See that shit, I don't like. I and feel like if you're gonna do it, do it because you believe in that's it. That's for me is she's doing it because that is what that is what the media is now presenting as the in thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, don't eat chicken because it's really bad for you or like don't eat red meat because it raises your blood pressure or it does this, it does that or the way they kill the animals is like this and it's like that and I'm like, all right, but every so often you dibble and dabble in some chicken. Right. So that just means you're not being true to you. Right. You're, You're doing it because it's fashionable. Yeah. And it's like, I respect it, like, if you truly care about, like, animals and those sorts of things. Or even if, like, you're trying to change your diet and that sort of thing. I respect it, whatever. But, like... Please don't stick your nose up at me because I like my meat. Come on. I think that also comes with um, loving yourself. Sorry, going on that. um, It's... Once you start to love yourself and accept yourself more, then you 
stop caring about other people. Yeah. Like it, it becomes a thing where you're really not worried about what other people are doing or how other people look because you're not comparing yourself to them. Um, and like, even if you think you're not comparing yourself to people, you are, we all are, we all do it. And that's Mm -hmm. what social media is like, you know what I mean? Like whether or not you think you are like, you're seeing people all the time, time. all day, like showing their best angles, their best sides, their best parts of their life. And so obviously you're going to feel away unless you have that security in yourself. Exactly. And that's when, um, that's when, what's the saying? I think it's FOMO. Oh, FOMO. Fear of missing out. FOMO, that's Mm -hmm. it. That's when that kicks in because Mm -hmm. you are, you genuinely are just thinking, okay, now I need to find what's the best parts about my life that I can then show somebody else because I'm clearly, I'm clearly not a part of the, the it thing or whatever. Yeah, I'm not measuring up in X, Y, or Z way. Mm, Yep, yep, yep. And that's, that's just not a good mindset to have about yourself. Um, And I think like, like this turned a lot into like social media. We talked a lot about social media, but I think, um, you know, obviously film and music and, and, and TV and stuff. That's that's all part of it. But like social media is something that is so prevalent in our lives and is such a huge. Yeah. At the moment it's the most, I would say it's one of the most relevant platforms in terms of like body confidence, because it's one of it's the one that we can tune in and out of and we have the freedom like right. on your Instagram depending they will show you images on on your was it now explore your popular whatever right. they want to call that page depending on what you like or who you yeah. follow and stuff like that so you're kind of controlling what you feed to yourself right in comparison to like television if you switch on to MTV base you're going to watch a music video that they've set and said at this time this music video is going to be on right so that's probably why we've spoken a bit more about media social media than any other platform yeah and I think um although we did speak a little bit negatively about it like there are a lot of really good movements that are going on on Instagram and like on Twitter and things like that um, and a lot of different like things that you can check out like a really big one with like the po- body positivity movement um, is like the hashtag F your beauty standards yeah. um, it's EFF um, and that is started by this plus size model I think her name is Tess Holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just sort of like a thing that was used for like it was it start, was started by fat women um, to like encourage people who weren't necessarily the definition of normal beauty right. like but still are beautiful you know what i mean yeah. like they're like just because you're fat does not mean you're not beautiful like they're not like this they aren't even in the same sort of realm right. you know what i mean and that's sort of where that comes from and it's like you know fuck you if you think that this is beautiful and i'm not, I'm not beautiful, beautiful because i don't fall into this category yeah. um so like that is a really big movement that you guys can check out um there's another um instagram uh, Instagrammer called Body Posy Panda. Um, Ooh, yeah, she uh, she's she's quite popular. Yep. Um, there, one of my personal favorites um, is this girl. Um, her Instagram is Ashley Chubby Bunny, and it's Ashley with L E I G H. Mm-hmm. Um, and I follow her, but she posts herself as well. And she yeah. she's not necessarily a model or anything, but she is. Um, a plus size woman she's a fat woman um, and she is a queer fat woman of color mm. um, and she 
talks a lot about different issues and like the intersectional feminism yeah. and stuff. Um, but she also posts a lot of pictures of other fat women. Like okay. in, you know, in sexy poses, poses in, or in just normal. Po- yeah, just the way that skinny women are posted on dozens of pages yeah. every day. Like hers are just exclusively fat women. Yeah. Or like, you know, women that aren't necessarily, you know, quote unquote, normal beauty or whatever. Right. You like know what I mean? Like the typical beauty. Right. Um, and I'll try and look for some more and like post them um, for you guys to check out. Yeah. Um, because there are loads of body positive people that I follow. Um, my own page is very body positive friendly. Yeah. Um, and I am very like encouraging, especially on my Instagram story, even if it's not in my posts, like I do a lot of like empowerment stuff and body right. positive yeah. stuff. Like, um, just on a day to day, like interacting with people on my Instagram. So definitely, um, check those people out. Check me out. Like where all those people are always, here to listen as yeah. well like yeah. no matter how many di- like how many followers they have like the, some of those people have a lot of followers they're always still there for right. the people that follow them I and mean, i think that's a huge part of it is like supporting other people on their journey no yes, matter where they are definitely i think it's um like i said back to like with social media you feed in who you would see and depending on who you like follow etc right so you have to also be aware that there are people out there that's taken a similar journey to you or have started on this journey that you're you're a bit apprehensive about. Right. And they're there to help you. There's people that's out there that genuinely has are just on social media just to help people, yeah. just to support people, to be with people through their journey. And even if it's like, oh, I just need somebody to kickstart me in this, then that's what we do that's that's what we're all about right. if you have questions just you know anything that we can help you with we will yeah. and also there's loads of people out there that's not just about if you're plus size or anything like that but in terms of loads of different things yeah even in terms of your color if you're a bit insecure about your race or feel like that's holding you back then you can always find somebody to follow and to help you definitely um, I feel like, Nick, Yes. we're definitely at that stage. Is it our favorite section? One of our favorite sections. I think we're at men's questions. questions. I fucking love it. I think mean, that's I the funniest it. thing that we ever <laughs> I love it because I know we, we're definitely like, well, we're f- feminists through and through. And I love it because it's actually one of the first times in anything we've ever done where we're like, let's consider what a male might think. I'm trying, okay? Let's, I'm trying let's be to open be, to what a male might think. I'm trying to be more inclusive to men, you know? Whether or not people think that I am, I am. <laughs> I'm getting there. I am. I might be making fun of them, but at least I'm talking about them. Right. Are you guys ready? I'm, I'm ready. I haven't heard these. These are all... Um, a surprise for me these men's questions yeah um i feel like also to our female listeners um if you have men in your life that you know send them our way in terms of questions or get questions from them and pass them on to us yeah like if even if it's just something that like isn't pertaining to the topic like it might be a topic that we cover in the future like if you heard a man ask a question and you're just like are you serious? <laughs> How am I gonna answer this? Honestly, just then pass it on super to us. Bitch guide we'll deal with it. Who will answer the question for you? Okay, so I feel like we should just start off with quite a easy question. With yeah, a fairly easy question. 
Why are girls insecure about their bodies? Um, I think we talked about it a little bit. We did. Um, I feel like we've covered that a lot. Yeah. But to summarise, it has a lot to do with outside influences, such as the media um, and the pressure that's put on them from that. Also from, like, peer groups. We spoke about, obviously, when you're a teenager or when you're starting puberty and your body changing mm-hmm. and the way people look at you um, in that in that aspect. Yeah, and it's, it's also your parents as well. And, like, um, a lot of that comes from how um a girl's mom feels about her body yeah um a lot of a lot of it comes from that from a very very early age Mm -hmm. um and that's something that needs to be considered you need to look at your own mother and how she views herself and her body and if that was sort of like if that sort of body positivity was present when you were growing up and a lot of times it isn't and that's where like you don't have that sort of basis of positivity yes. to build on and like that's what we were saying like the media and like i i want to say society like quote unquote society like the systems that are in place being the media um the healthcare system yes. like both here and in, in the states, states like pushing yeah. like this anti obesity kind of thing mm-hmm. um as well as um like i want to say i want to say the government but like that's a big stretch but i mean all of, yeah, yeah all of these the different government. systems like telling us that we need to change these things about ourselves yes. so like you have all of these negative influences so if you don't have this positive influence or positive base especially then negative, at home right then these negative influences are going to just take over yes. like so it's it starts from when you're really really young and like you need to sort of nip that in the bud like a lot of the things that we're talking about like is repairing damage that has already been done but like this goes to like young mothers as well and like people who are raising these young girls and young boys you know like the future generation right you need to start them with a positive outlook on themselves from the beginning yeah first yeah exactly i think that leads into another question uh which is similar Uh, it actually says what makes girls insecure about their bodies so instead of why i think it's more about what makes us insecure i feel like a lot of the questions i'm looking over we've answered already yeah but i mean i think that's a bit different it is it's definitely different but that goes with a lot we were talking about with the periods thing as well is that like all women are different you know and like we've all gone through completely different experiences and like our life experiences up until now have shaped how we feel yes you know just like anybody so it's all dependent on what somebody's been through as to what triggers them or what can like what will offend them right or like what some things are a joke and some things aren't a joke you know what i mean honestly there's no i don't think there's a definitive answer for that i don't think because it like you said it all depends on people's journeys where they where they're coming from where they're going kind of a situation definitely Definitely the biggest thing is depends on what their insecurity is are. like yeah. what what are they insecure about right are they insecure about their weight are they insecure about their race are they insecure about the way they look is there like physical parts of them that they really hate or yeah. whatever it depends on on what that is if i don't remember who asked that question but if it's because you feel like you want to know about a female around you there's a young girl there's a woman whatever and you want to know what it is the best thing to do 
is just have an open conversation with them. Right. And you just have to approach it delicate, yeah. delicately. It's the same kind of thing that we were talking about, again, mm, with the, the periods. periods, that, like, once you initiate that sort of yeah. safe space and that, like, you establish the fact that you are a man... <laughs> you okay? Someone from Manchester's calling me. Bye. <laughs> um, once you establish the fact that you are a man that is going to take her seriously and is going to listen to her and take in what she's saying yeah. and that like she can be comfortable around you then like you will get the answers that you want Definitely. like you just have to understand that like these sorts of things like it takes a lot to get over them and the smallest of comments something said the wrong way or something yeah. can like break down Trigger a lot anything. of work you know so you really just like you said you have to approach it delicately but like that being said and i wanted to touch on this earlier mm-hmm. but i think now's a really good time because it is men that do it a lot women do it too but men do it a lot where they feel like they can just comment on a woman's body regardless yeah um even like if it is a, a right compliment to. yeah even if it is a compliment um i like, if we don't have that sort of relationship or whatever, especially if you're a man on the fucking street and I don't know yeah. you, don't, 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 <laughs> don't comment on my body, period. Yeah. Like, good or bad. It's, I think the good pisses me off more than the bad. <laughs> I would rather somebody yell, yeah, fuck you, fat ass, or somebody yeah. yell me Ben, like, you know what I mean? Then. Right. Then you have like great, like you know what I mean. I've gotten both good and bad, and right. I don't want either. It's uncomfortable. You know? No matter what your intentions are, I don't, like it's, it. don't it's, yell at me. Don't comment on somebody else's body. Is what I'm trying to yeah, get at. Like, yeah. but like I you was don't saying, know where they stand with that. Yeah, but what I wanted to get at with that was like the sort of comments on that I've been given about um, having lost weight. Yep. Um, And I wanted to touch on that earlier, but I think it kind of goes in now. Um, Like, if you see somebody, especially a fat person that you know, and you see them and they've lost weight, don't say anything. Unless they prompt you. Yeah. You know Unless what I mean? you and know they it's will. something that they, they will. want. If they're like, do you see anything different about People do that yeah. shit. But if they don't say anything, or if they don't want you to fucking say anything yeah. like you know let them just go through it. that journey on their own leave it like, it's not a compliment it's annoying <laughs> i hate it i'm sorry anyway um what age what age does girls become insecure about their bodies Ooh. uh again i think that's it it really does depend on a lot of different things a lot of different factors i think majority of girls start to grow some sort of insecurity when puberty starts because that's when you do become more conscious and aware of your surroundings and pleasing other people. It's also when social media starts to play a role. I feel like people are now creating media accounts a lot younger. I was probably about 13. Yeah, but, like, it's so completely different now. Like, yeah. people have iPhones from the time they're, like, right. nine. Like, like, I mean, they're seven-year-olds with yeah, iPhones. Like, that's, that thing. makes me But nervous. I do believe, I still feel that at the age of 13-ish, around that period is when girls start to feel a bit i wouldn't necessarily say insecure i don't think they become insecure but they're more aware of of their body it doesn't always have to be a bad thing yeah well because in during puberty like that's like we like everything else that's when the hormones start to happen and like then you start to see boys as you know sexual beings right and like that's where the natural competitiveness comes in like 
that is like something in our DNA is like we want the best mate yes. to procreate with. Like that's our bodies doing that. So like our hormones are instantly thinking, well, I want to look the best for this boy. Yeah. So I can hold my hand. Like you know what I mean? I need and to like, put it on. Yeah, that's just those like primal urges like coming through in a sort of petty way. Yeah. But like you have to learn that like it is and obviously it's something that you don't get until you're older. So it's mm. when you're younger, you just kind of got to ride through it. Yep. But you it's done, natural. Like, yeah, you didn't There are young girls listening, which I don't know why there would be, but <laughs> there are. Like, it's natural. Like, this is a normal thing. Like, That's so to many. feel like your body is gross or whatever, it's normal, but it, it doesn't isn't. fit you. It also, at the age, I would also say, at the age of like, nine-ish probably a bit younger probably about seven to say ten or eleven yeah everybody boys and girls go through an ugly stage yeah where like your teeth are too big for your mouth oh my or gosh. like your body's too skinny or your, yeah, your body's too really fat big or suddenly, yeah your hands yeah. Are there's always a stage where you feel really like ooey about yourself and then you kind of go into puberty where sometimes you carry that feeling into puberty. Yeah, for sure. And that's why you feel, uh, that's why your confidence is misplaced. So that's kind of, everything's a journey. You don't just suddenly wake up and you're like, oh, I don't like this or whatever. Right. It tends to stem from something or some somewhere. And that is one of the places that I think it, st- it stems from. Yeah, definitely. Um, How many more we got? We've got about three more. Oh. Not too much. <laughs> I like this one. Why are women never satisfied with their body? Um, I Yeah, I feel like these questions are kind of just going in circles only because it is it all is all the, all same, the same influences, yeah. you know what I mean? They're never satisfied because there are so many things telling us not to be satisfied. Yeah. I think there are loads of women who are, you know, loads of women who feel comfortable with the way that they look and like the way that they look obviously nobody's perfect like and anybody who thinks they are that's a problem too yeah (laughs) Um, but like but i think when it comes to like surgeries and stuff like that does become an addiction for a lot of people and they do never become satisfied it is an addiction because the one thing i've realized with surgery is that even though you feel like, oh, I'm just enhancing what I've got or I'm trying to just, you know, add to what I've got. If you change an one element about yourself, you then have to change something else to try and balance out that element. That's, I think, why surgery becomes quite addictive. Because if I say, like, me personally decide, okay, I need larger breasts. Right. That would make my stomach probably appear a bit flatter, but then I would have to create a waist. Right. So then I would have to add fat somewhere else. Yeah. And then, like, if I start moving further down my body, I might have to add fat on my on my ass, which then means I should add fat on my thighs, right. which then means my calves look skinny. So I'm going to have to add fat there. Yeah. And I mean, I'm going to have to get to a stage where I add fat to my ankles. <laughs> so, like, you would never be satisfied because right. sometimes by <laughs> changing your actual body, you instead of to try and create like perfection, you go the opposite way. Yeah. So instead of going towards that ideal body, you're actually then highlighting something else or you pick out something else that doesn't match. Right. And you oh have gosh. to change that. Yeah. I mean, there are so many, there are countless celebrities that like 
a lot of them are old now, but like that you've seen like have really bad like yeah. facial reconstruction surgery yeah. and stuff. And then they end up by the time that they pass away looking completely really different, different than they did, you know, and that it's because they're obsessed with this wanting to be beautiful, wanting to be young, yeah. wanting to be X, Y, and Z, like lighter, brighter, tight. Oh. You know what I mean? Tighter, all of that with your, all the rest you know? of it. Like your and, imagination. And, and you can do it. If you have money, you can do it. So why? Wouldn't Why, you? Yeah, yeah. If you can, you would. But with that, anything in life. Yeah, but that goes with what I was saying before about how, like, once you find things, about, like, become comfortable with the things about yourself, then you find other things that you don't like. Yeah. But that's just human nature. Like, the grass is greener you know, kind of a thing. Side, like, yeah. you know, we always want to be better. We always want to be better versions of ourselves. And if you stop wanting that, then, you know, that's a bit concerning as well. Like, you should always want to be better. But it's when it's when it, it takes, becomes nothing's enough. Yeah, then, when it takes control of you, yeah, then that's when it's it's really a concern. Why do women set such high standards for their bodies? A lot of these questions I realize have been answered. I said that before, and you're right; it's kind of going in a circle. But I think it's also but, really important um, to answer the questions, though, because course. even the way that they're worded is interesting. Mm. You know, because like. All of these things are influenced by outside sources. sources yeah. And yet women get all the brunt of it. Yes. And yet women are still looked down on for like not being confident when there are so many things telling Tell us not, not to, to be, be confident. confident. Yeah. And so many things telling us that we're if you don't look like this, well, you're not a real woman. Right. Or if you don't look like this, well, you're not good enough. Yeah. And it's like and yet we're still blamed for not being satisfied and not you know, being happy and all of these things rather than being praised for the things we are happy about. Like, it, I feel like it's just, it never sure. fails when it comes to women. Like, we're always given the short end of the stick yeah. and we're always never give we're never given the benefit of the doubt. And like, it's always our fault. Like, if things, it's hard, it's you hard. know, when it's, it's so many outside influences. And yeah, a lot of women don't make it easier for themselves. I'm not going to say that that's not true. Um, but, it's just very hard to be a woman. Mm -hmm. Definitely in a man's world. <laughs> yeah. And that's not to say it's easy to be a man, but it's very, very hard to be a woman. Right. Uh, the final question. Other than societal pressures, why do some women still have issues with their body image? I uh, feel like, I feel like the societal pressures become internalized pressures. Yeah. Um, and like I was saying, it's a lot of stuff about um, childhood and the way, like the things that you suppress. And yeah, um, I was listening to um, this body positive woman. Her name is Raquel Savage, I believe. It's her like performer name. Mm -hmm. um, and she was talking about how like when you're unpacking the way that you feel about yourself, you have to think like what you don't like about yourself. Like, oh, I think I'm ugly. What Why? is it that I think about other ugly, ugly people? people? Yeah. Why is it so bad that I'm ugly? How do I feel about other people who are the same way as I feel about yes. myself? Yeah. Do I think that they're less than me? Yes. Do I think that they're inferior? Do I think that they're this, this, or this? Right. And then if you do, obviously that's how you're feeling about yourself Self. by saying I'm ugly. Yeah. And you don't really think of it that way. But it's putting all of these pressures and all of these really heavy hurtful things on yourself without even really thinking it of course and it's just gonna make the societal pressures that much greater because right. it's just 
affirming what you already it's have in your head. That. Yeah. yeah, I do. I generally because I, I that question when I first read it, it stumped me. I was a bit like, oh, I don't know what else other than what society is telling us. But then I realized that. <clears throat> It's it is something that you then internalize, so it's something you can never really escape. You don't. It's hard to es- escape right. society, but it does also stem from the home. If yeah. you're growing up and you was told that you're bad or you're ugly or you're this or you're that, then you carry that negativity into your adult right. life, and that would then uh, that would then create this image for yourself like mm-hmm. you and that isn't from you necessarily it's from what you've been brought up around right so that's for me it does come from like the home life and your parents or yeah. whoever's around you while you're growing up because children are very they're developing so they they absorb things like sponge exactly and you have to as an adult around a child myself being that you know I grow my nephew's live with me and and everything i have to always be careful with what i say and filter what i say because i could either make sure they grow and bloom into you know young men that i want the world to be filled of and positive and they respect people and stuff like that and that means that i have to make sure that i'm giving them that respect and that right. positivity and that love right so that they they don't have to search for it in, right. in the real world oh my god that perfect sorry not to cut you no, off, but like right. perfect example is like whenever we were filming with Kai yeah. and whenever he wanted to touch my belly, like if I wouldn't have been comfortable with my own body, yeah. I would have been like, stop, no, stop. Right. Like, and that would have given him the impression that, that I feel bad wrong. about myself and my women you know yeah, what I mean? where, and then also I, then that would then tie into weight. Like further on in his life, he would then tie that into weight. Right. Whereas now you've already set a tone for him that like when he does start to learn about women and weight, that he can say actually I know a woman that like she's on the plus side and she was cool. Like right. she and doesn't it was, have and a it was fit. obviously like well you have to ask me if you're gonna touch me first, right. but like it's okay. Like yeah, yeah. like I. Obviously, I am completely different from all the people in your house. Yeah. In terms yeah. of looks, like the exact opposite. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like all of you guys are short and everything. You know what I mean? Tiny. Like, you know? Yeah, tiny people. So it's like I understand where his intrigue comes from yeah. because I look different. Yeah. So like why wouldn't you exactly. want to You want to explore, want to yeah. know what's going on, what's different, why is it different? Right. And it's not bad. But like that's it's simple things like that, that like as an adult you know that oh well that's because they're insecure about their body yeah. or whatever but as a excuse as me a as child, a kid you yeah. just think okay well everybody like that is bad yeah it's that simple it's, for them yeah life is is quite black and white it's yeah. quite a black and white thing um i feel like we answered the questions yeah that was you know that you guys gave us guys being actual guys yeah. <laughs> hope i hope we did answer them um I don't want to say correctly because this is Nikki and I's opinion. This right. is how we this is how we would answer those questions. But if you are a woman or even a guy and you think actually I think this or that, mm-hmm. like let us know. Leave comments below. Right. DM us. You can always slide into our DMs. We yeah. don't bite. And let us know what you think, and we will touch upon that again in part two. Yeah, of course. Like so 
just to re like reiterate, the part one is again our experiences. Right. So that's um, this part. Right. The things that we've gone through. So obviously for the body confidence one, it is our personal journeys yeah. and the things that relate to us. It's a bit broad, um, like sort of general sort of coverage yeah. of the term and like how it affects uh, women in general but like for part two we're gonna go into a bit more depth of like actual people's like stories and um, the different kind of journeys that people have gone on and different sort of insecurities that people yeah. have because it isn't just about you know weight and no. you know boobs and so like you know no, it, it isn't just what so we have there's so things. many different things um, and we, like we said before, we don't want anybody to feel excluded. No. Um, and we really, really want to hear from you guys. Like, like, I would really, really like to hear from people who have either body issues currently or like, you know, body confidence issues now, or they had some, or they might have, they think they might or whatever. And especially if it's different from the ones that we have brought up. So like, right. obviously about weight, obviously about, um, like excessive hair growth on my behalf yeah. and stuff like that. Anything that you think actually, I felt like this, or when I was yeah. growing up as a teenager, I had braces and it made me feel like this. It would be really interesting to hear. Yeah, and you. like it can be anonymous if you want. Yeah. Like, but more importantly, it's to bring like awareness and empowerment and like to let yeah. other women who might be going through the same thing you're going through that they're not alone. No, because you're not going through whatever you're going through yeah, alone, alone, you know? Trust there's me. There's going to be somebody else. So many people in this you world, know? trust me. Yeah. There's and, more than one person going through what And you're people want to hear your story. We want to hear your story. We want to hear what your journey's been like. If you're nervous about starting it or you're scared or whatever, talk to us. Like, <laughs> like we said, it can be anonymous. It cannot be. Like, we will respond to you regardless. Um, but we just want to hear. And then, yeah, you just let us know. You dictate how you yeah. would like, how you would like us to go about it, and we will. Yeah, exactly. If you're London based and you wanna send us a voice note or a video message or even stop by and shoot right. a quick interview with us, like we are so excited and so down and we want you to be a part of the podcast and we want you to be a part of the conversations that yeah. we're having because it is just about bringing people together yeah and letting people know that like there is support so that has been the super bitch guide to, to body, body confidence. confidence i feel like it was really really good like i'm really happy with i liked it because went. it kind of it kind of sort of highlighted a few parts that we know okay let's talk about this in more depth and yeah blah, blah, blah. and so like it's something that we're both really invested in and like really yeah. care about so like i think yeah. it was really I'm really excited to hear what's going to happen in part two. I know. I hope Ooh. you guys are excited as well. I, I hope you guys get your questions ready, listen, anything you yeah. want to say, any comments that you would like us to answer in part two. Yes. Message us. Send us a DM. Yep. Um, at SB Guide Pod. We've changed our name. Censorship yeah. issues. It's very annoying. <laughs> um, or send us an email. Um, the button's on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, but we're looking forward to hearing from you guys. So looking forward to Thank it. Thank you for listening. We'll see you guys soon.